This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue in Titus with qualifications for elders, rebuke them sharply, sound doctrine, grace of God, and the washing of regeneration. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace through all our days. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. reading from 1 Samuel, the third chapter. The young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. 
Then the Lord called to Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the young man. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of Israel, of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, the Samuel narrative is one of those examples of the many and various ways that God has spoken to our forefathers through the prophets. Although we are told that in those days the word of the Lord was scarce and the visions were infrequent. We're not told why exactly that is. Perhaps it is a reflection upon the spiritual decay that was evident in those times. Even among the priesthood and Eli's own sons who should have been corrected and rebuked for their sinfulness. Their sinful appetites were surely a source of scandal and demoralizing to the people of God in more ways than one. You know the story of the calling of Samuel the prophet, how his mother had brought him to the temple and dedicated him there and turned him over to Eli for service in the temple. And Eli the priest who lived in the temple environs, just footsteps away from the holy sanctuary and the tabernacle of God with the Ten Commandments, someone whose life revolved around the worship of Yahweh and yet somehow had gotten off track. And his heart in some way had become hardened, so much so that God must call a prophet and send a prophet to speak the divine truth to Eli the priest. And so you know how the story goes. When God calls Samuel the third time, he is prepared and he responds, Speak, O Lord, your servant listens. Though I suspect that when Samuel filed into chapel with his classmates the next morning and they opened up their hymnal to 589, he probably did not sing with as much enthusiasm as you would. Especially not the second verse. Oh, what blessing to be near you and to listen to your voice. Because he did listen to the voice of Yahweh and it sent shudders down his spine. He hesitated greatly to share the word that God had commissioned him to speak because Eli was his mentor, his father in the Lord. And yet he speaks because Eli compels him. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Is it any wonder to you that Samuel should hesitate to share that news? The sons of Eli desecrated the offerings and sacrifices which should have been able to atone for their sins. Now that would not be possible. So the many and various ways that God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, not just about style and place, but also about message. Sometimes message of hope and mercy, but other times sheer message of law and condemnation as it is here. And it seems that when you mix a guilty conscience with the reputation of some of the prophets of God, that there is a little bit more than just a small amount of unease when the prophet of God shows up in your midst. So it was when God sent Samuel to Bethlehem to anoint a shepherd king of Israel. Samuel did what the Lord commanded, and he came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? And it was a reasonable question. It was just as likely that the prophet might be there to smite as he was to bless. And in another time and place, 
And before another prophet, the widow in Zarephath would give voice to her conscience in the presence of the prophet Elijah who had come into her house, saying to Elijah, What do you have against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and cause the death of my son. Even parishioners today will not necessarily be happy to have their pastor show up on their doorstep because they will wonder what it is they have done. And so it is in the days long ago that in all those many times in various ways there was something more necessary. Something to seal the promise a perfect final sacrifice that would be able to purify all unrighteousness and cleanse the guilty conscience. Something like the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What is needed is one whose presence brings not trembling but complete peace. And so when the time had fully come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law. God presented this Christ Jesus as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood, and the Word became flesh. And so today... There is a word for you, O Eli. You who have watched your children go down paths of ungodliness and unfaithfulness and felt the sting of guilt in your heart and the sense of failure as a parent. And you, sons of Eli, who promised to adorn the office of the gospel with a godly life, but have not kept this vow, there is a word of the Lord for you today. And all you who live in the shadow of this sanctuary, or who serve in God's house, and whose lives revolve around the very worship of the Lord God, and yet whose hearts have become hardened and zeal lukewarm, perhaps filled with ambition or bitterness because you have not received what you think you deserve, or simply because you've lost your first love, there is a word of God for you today. And you, O woman of Zarephath, who have lost a child and feel the double sting of grief and guilt, there is a word of God for you today. And you, O citizens of Bethlehem, who wonder what the man of God who shows up at your door really knows about you and what darkness lurks in the shadows of your heart, There is a word of God for you today. And you, O sons and daughters of Adam and Eve, born in the image of your parents, broken with sin and under the curse, there is a word of God for you today. It is a better word than Moses. It is a word that brings peace. It is a word that brings life and forgiveness and healing and wholeness. It is a word that brings atonement. The word is Jesus. In these last days, God has spoken to us God has spoken to you by his Son. Christ, our Paschal Lamb, has been sacrificed. Your sins are forgiven. Come and see. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
In our prayers, we remember several alumni of this seminary, the Reverend Roger Gallup, who suffered multiple broken bones following a serious fall, and the Reverend Thomas Ludwig, who has entered hospice care after a diagnosis of brain cancer very recently. We also pray for David Powers of Auburn, who is critically ill. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. That the Church would remain faithful in her witness to Jesus as Lord and passionately seek out those who do not know him, let us pray to the Lord. That all believers may hunger and thirst to receive the Lord Jesus as he comes among us with his gifts of life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord That God would grant wisdom and integrity to our leaders and that he would guide us through this election year. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord That God would bless the efforts of all those in the health care profession as they use their God-given gifts to bring us through trying and difficult times. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord that the sick, including Roger and David, would be made well, and that those whose time in this world may be short, including Thomas, would find comfort in the never-ending promises of God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord that God would sustain the homeless and destitute, grant protection to those who flee violence and oppression, and raise up the lonely and abandoned, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That God would continue to strengthen our brothers and sisters throughout the world, especially those of the Lutheran confession, granting them courage of confession and eagerness to speak the saving name of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That we may remain firm in Christ until the consummation of all things. Let us pray to the Lord. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord be with you. And also you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Grant us your spirit, gracious Father, that we may give heed to the testament of your Son in true faith, and above all, firmly take to heart the words with which Christ gives to us his body and blood for our forgiveness. By your grace, lead us to remember and give thanks for the boundless love which he manifested to us when, by pouring out his precious blood, he saved us from your righteous wrath and from sin, death, and hell. Granted, we may receive the bread and wine that is his body and blood as a gift, guarantee, and pledge of his salvation. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and at his command, and with his own words, we receive his testament. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.